Hi, Creepsters. This is Barry Marino. I'm here to talk about the creepiest TV show that ever existed. You guys love that TV show, Tales from the Crypt? What kind of creepster would you be if you didn't? Well, have I got a podcast for you. It's called the Good Evening Kitties Podcast. They review every Tales from the Crypt episode and movie with bonus horror movie reviews for fun including that 1972 tales from the crypt movie from hammer films you remember that one where joan collins is being stalked by that maniac in the santa suit and she can't call the cops because she just offed her husband (laughs) y'all ever wonder if that was linda evans behind that mask behind that santa mask (laughs) the good evening kitties podcast you can follow on twitter at G-E-K podcast and find episodes on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and more. Scary Ghost. Creepy Serial Killers. All things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> hey, Creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And I'm Michael Bill. We're still Barry Marino, Philip Landry, and Michael Bill. And this is still Open Shutters, a creepy podcast sponsored by Anchor. What is it? The easiest way to make a podcast? It, it is. And um, we are uh, today is a special movie interview. Movie interview. Oh, Jesus. Because the name of the movie review, has It's because of review. It's a movie, movie review of, uh, uh, you know, Interview with Vampire based on the yeah. book by a lady that we just recently lost and mm-hmm. just did a tribute episode to, yes. Anne Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get into all the, the little technical stuff here. Interview with Vampire was directed by Neil Jordan, screenplay by Anne Rice. She did the screenplay, too. It was based on her novel, Interview with a Vampire. It was produced by David Geffen and Stephen Woolley. It starred Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Stephen Ray, Antonio Banderas, Christian Slater, and Kristen Dunst. It was... Um, we don't, have, we don't care who it was edited by. <laughs> it was released November 11th, wow. November 11th, 1994. Now, um, we're going to start off with a little brief synopsis. Uh, it's, it, starts, it opens in modern-day San Francisco, where a reporter named Dan, uh, Daniel Malloy, played by Christian Slater, interviews Louis Duponte de Lourdes, who claims to be a vampire. And Louis describes his human life. He's a, he's, it starts off, he's a wealthy plantation owner. And he's all depressed over the loss of his wife and his child. Mm-hmm. How they died? In, 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 in childbirth. Yeah, the wife died in childbirth and okay. the child's stillborn. So he's just going out to, to bars and, um, and, and, and different uh, pubs and things like that. And whores. He just wants somebody to kill him. He just he, He's so depressed. He's he trying to fuck to the pain away. Right. Yeah. 
Well, no, no, he's trying to get somebody to actually kill him because he's yeah, begging, to fuck the pain away. He's begging this whore to cut his throat at one point, well, and that's, that's when that's the ultimate fuck. The Stade de Lincourt, is that how you pronounce it? If <laughs> it's the French stuff, he uh, he rescues Louis, bites him, and turns him into a vampire. Yup. So Louis is a, is is a is a good person, and he 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 keeps that conscience and that 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 moral fiber together even after he becomes a vampire but he still has that 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 killer instinct that he tries to fight so Lestat's trying to teach him how to hunt they go to some soiree on the grounds of the what was filmed Oak Alley which yeah. we've all been there anybody who lives in Louisiana has been to Oak Alley and he comes across uh, this countess by the name, uh, played by a, a, a lady I have known and I was friends with, Miss Lila Hay Owen. Uh, she's, we, we lost her a few years ago. And uh, she got this young hot stud to kill her husband. So this woman's like in her 60s, you know, but she's got a little bit of a, a thing for the young ones. Is so, that true? Hmm. She did get something like the other husband. Yeah, yeah. She because Lestat is telling them. Well, Lestat's telling them mm. about how he he only kills people who are criminals or who you know who are murderers or whatever like that. He's like Dexter with you know with fangs. Right. <laughs> and uh, so um, Louis, he he wants Louis to do. He's he's sucking the blood of the of the boyfriend, and he's wanting Louis to kill the countess. Instead, he kills her her oh, poodles. Yeah. The fucking poodles. And I she's screaming, that. "My babies, my babies!" He killed him. He killed him. And of course, the stag comes and 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 snaps but her she, neck. And of course, it was and, a little white poodle. So the white poodle got blood all over. And so Miss Lila told me later. She says, "She says well, that was a highlight of my life. Getting my neck snapped by Tom Cruise." <laughs> 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 oh yeah. By the way, Louise is played by. Um, by Brad Pitt and Lestat is played by Tom Cruise. I forgot to mention that in early in there. So years pass, and then so they're they they um they're living in the plant in, in Louise's plantation in Louise's plantation, and he um the slaves get wind of what they are and start revolting, and people you know the, the, the people are starting to come, and they start to Louise just has had enough with it and starts burning the house down mm. after he kills his 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 ser his house servant he you know he doesn't uh right. yeah he 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 didn't want to but he didn't she's played by thandy newton did you know that i know oh. yeah i was like wow i didn't know her at the time she was just you know she was she was unknown at the time right. and um so Louis has enough, and he burns the house down and frees the slaves. So they move to New Orleans. Next thing happens, they're living in a house in the French Quarter, and they go above the fever line, and they find a... Um, well, wait, before this happens, there's a couple other things happening. You remember the hookers? And the, um, oh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah the two hookers. This is kind of based on the Count St. Germain story. Right, right. Uh, yes. The two hookers... And the the one that this I found this disturbing myself right? when when she's begging for a priest because she doesn't want she can't right. die like that and she doesn't want her soul and Louis is just so 
has no empathy at all, you know. And he, but I said he is kind of like a Dexter. He figured she was a whore and just, you know, she's getting what she deserved. So after that, after this bloodbath, they go to, um, they go, somehow or another, Louis winds up on the fever line. They're having the yellow fever. He's rats. Yeah, yeah, and they're the ones that bring in the, yeah, he's, he's just, you know, he's getting rats. <laughs> and he finds a little girl who's crying and her mom's Mama. dead. And she's just standing there and she don't know, she doesn't realize, she thinks, she's just saying, can you wake my mama up? Can you wake my mama up? But Louis winds up biting her. And Lestat comes along and he's dances with the woman's corpse and all these other things. This is all these things that make you want to kill him. And later on, they go to the to the orphanage where the little girl Claudia is, and they turn her into a vampire. So they have a twelve-year-old child vampire. They teach her how to hunt. She becomes pretty vicious <laughs> throughout most of it. That's an understatement. <laughs> and uh, one, the, the the man in the doll store right. that tells her there's nothing here you can afford. He he kind of deserved it. Well, you know, yeah. I I directed him in the play. Oh, you did. Yeah, his name is George Kelly, and he uh, he used to own the Bayou Dinner Theater on Tulane and Carrollton. <laughs> and when I I directed Sweet Bird of Youth at where, where you know what DBA is now on mm -hmm. Frenchman Street. Well, it used to be called the Theater Marigny, and we used to, they used to do a lot of Tennessee Williams stuff and everything. There was a little black, uh, black box theater, and I did, a, I put in a season there, and I directed a, a uh, production of Sweet Bird of Youth, and George played Boss Finley, mm -hmm. the, the crooked politician that was. Mm -hmm. Well, he did, he, did, he did a good little, little role there. Yeah, well, he, that, but he definitely was, deserved to die. Yeah, he did, well, a, a lot of them did. Yeah. You know? And you know, Spud McConnell's in it, too. He's, Spud is the guy in the, the the gambler in the beginning that beats up Brad Pitt. That was yeah, him. That was That's Spud. What I thought it was Spud. That was Spud. We got to have Spud on. You know that Spud. we really ought to interview Spud one day. How is he interview doing? Spud. Have you heard from him? I I think he's still doing his his radio show with, oh, with okay. WWL. I'd like to interview Spud next time he does Ignatius somewhere on stage next time he does Confederacy Adventures. We got to have him on. Yeah. Okay. We got to have him on. Yeah, I would like because I like Spud. He's a nice guy. I like his wife, Maureen. Y'all know Maureen from uh, American Horror Story. She was the the tour guide. Right, in, yeah. In Lalari's house. So uh, so anyway, so poor George bites it. Well, oh, he gets bitten there. <laughs> he bites the dust, but his neck gets bitten. And Claudia is just like pretending that she's a poor little girl with the doll. And these ladies go, oh, honey, what's wrong? And the next thing, <laughs> it's like when a snake attacks a rat. My brother had a pet snake once, and they would put the rat in there. And that rat was so stupid, it was going to start sniffing I love the snake. You, I love when she takes out that, 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 rather, that woman with the rather large, ample bosom. Oh, her, yeah. I, she's a local actress. I can't remember her name, but I know her, I don't too. know her, but I love that moment, because Kirsten's all, like, crying and stuff. Puts the, they're on the bench and all, and she just mm. puts, put, like, rests her head on the way, and then it goes and back. And is like, I told you, and, and then she was always killing her music teachers. Right. Yeah. I told you, not in the house, Claudia. Well, and the years go by, and Claudia winds up having the mind of an adult, yeah. but she still has the body of a child. And this is pissing her off, and it's making her very bitter. So there's a Crazy. point where she, you know, she's getting tired of being dressed up like a doll. Mentally, she's growing up, but physically, mm -hmm. she's not. So she's getting tired of being dressed up like a doll. So she takes the scissors to her hair, 
and suddenly it grows back. <laughs> and so she decides that she has had enough of Lestat. She doesn't want anything. She wants to kill him. So she gets these twin boys and poisons them with this. With this, that she poisons them with Lan- landium. Lan- or something like Lan- that. Landium. Something. Landium. Laudanum. Not, not yeah, laudanum. Laudanum. She poisons them and tells them that they're asleep because their blood stays warm and their brain hasn't died yet, but they're dead and their blood's polluted. And he bites both of them and becomes poisoned and they take his body and they bury it in the bayou. Yeah, yeah, she throws it. They didn't even bury it. They just let it float out. You see the little gator come slithering. Yeah, and she says, yeah, he belongs with these reptiles. The gator comes after. You know where that's supposed to be in the book? That's Bayou St. John. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's City Park where she's like. Yeah. 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 They might have some gators in City Park. Well, they would so, have back then, maybe. Yeah. Back then they would have, yeah. So Claudia wants to know if there are any others. So they wind up going to Paris where they hear there are some others and they find. But first, the stat comes back. Remember he oh, he back. did come back. Yeah. Claudia, he's been the piano. He goes, yeah. Claudia, you've been the piano. And that's when she so cut the stuff. That's, when, they, that's, that's when, when she slipped the piano. Yeah, that's all. And yeah. they burnt the house the down. And everything. Yeah. And so then they, go to, then they go to Paris. And when they go to Paris, this really obnoxious garbage vampire, what was his name? Um, oh, I hated him. He was kind of like the, just like the, you talking about the show guy? Yeah, Diego. Santiago. Santiago. The one that was doing the... the, the yeah, yeah. He was the one that wound up... Uh, and he was kind of the henchman for... Right. Yeah, for the other... Antonio And he Vegas gives him the Armand. thing about the... Um, yeah, he gives him the, the card for the Theater of the Vampires. And they go to see this show at the Theater of the Vampires where everybody thinks that they're just actors and they take a girl on stage and murder her in front of an entire audience. I'm loving that woman. Said and they I say, would die for you. You have okay. You need to watch what we do in the shadows because they actually a lot of the stuff the they do in Paris like they that. made fun of. They actually a lot. I of do the have whole, to watch the it then, since I've just watched this again. Yeah. So anyway, he meets Armand, and they hit it off. Armand was played by Antonio Banderas, who was really wrong for the role because if you ever read the books, Armand's supposed to be like 15 years old when he gets hit, not right. 40. Yeah, and Antonio Banderas, I think he was 35 and he looked 40 at the time. But you got to remember, back in the 90s, Antonio Banderas was this he's like hot. this sex symbol that was like... But he still I mean, was wrong for the role. He, yeah, was, he was. Who should have been playing it was Leonardo DiCaprio. That's true. At, the time, at that time... You're right. Well... Of the Phoenix kid well, that died. Was name River I don't know. River Phoenix would have been right, too. Yeah. Perfect boy. Actually, River Phoenix has already been cast... As Daniel, the interviewer, and when he died, uh, Christian Slater was his good friend and offered to take over. Oh man, you got me thinking. River Phoenix would have been better than Leonardo. He took it and and gave his money to uh, River Phoenix's family. He gave you know his his pay for that. Yeah, because Leonardo had he even done or was he just no he had done Romeo and Juliet. No, he had just done uh, Gilbert Grape, so he was about that age. It was right not long before Titanic. He was the right age and everything for it. Even Johnny Depp would have been better than. Yeah, Antonio Banderas was totally wrong. Johnny Depp was now. No, uh, no. Right. I hate this character. But Johnny Depp. But Stephen Ray was perfect as Santiago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The, and because he made you hate him. 
I know, which was, is totally different from his uh, from the crying game because you, you rooted for him. Crying game. I also hated that bitch. What was that name? That one that was kind of like the other the female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was kinda yeah. Ahead, like she was kind of hot. Madeline. Yeah, I think that was her name. Yeah, the French yeah. one. Yeah, oh, yeah. she pissed Madeline. Me yeah, well, they decide that for some reason why. Yeah, they, they're they jealous. They're jealous of Luis and Claudia. Because they, he's taking the, they're taking Armand away from him. And Claudia's jealous of Armand because she's afraid Louis is going to leave her and she's a child. She, you know, she can't take care of herself physically. And uh, she's too weak to turn anybody. So she gets Louis to turn this woman right. to be her who mom. had lost her child to be her mom. You know, yeah. I think there's more of the Anne Rice and, the, and the lost story, child the story, there. Yeah. And these vampire characters kidnap... Louise put and, and and lock him in the coffin, and they throw Claudia and her her mom in there and let the sun burn them. Maybe they play oh, the wall. Which that's another scene they make fun of in what we do in the shadows at <laughs> the Vampire Council. They make fun of that. Oh, you have to go watch. That now that same? you've seen Interview with a Vampire, go watch. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Go again. watch this. You will laugh. They make fun of so many different. But I think that that was that because he was wanting to get away from this old style and he was moving into a new age and he, Armand didn't know anything about the new age so he had to find someone younger than him to teach him about the new world yeah yeah and that's like and I mean Armand really didn't want what all happened he didn't like no like, no no but he didn't stop it his no, minions it he knew it was happening he and he could have stopped it, it. he, he did but anyway yeah. so of course Luis gets out he's pissed yeah he acts as uh, he he so burns the coffin, burns on that, and he slices Diego like in half, in half. and that is so satisfying. Oh yeah, and the hag vampire bitch. Oh, I got, I'm glad he got that. She burns. She was like the Carol Baskin of the group. She burns. <laughs> her ass burns. And then so later, so later, you see, Luis doesn't believe, doesn't know that Armand actually. Right. Started it. He yeah, actually he actually instigated it. Because he wanted to get rid of Claudia. Yeah. Yeah. Which all he would have had to do was let her go off with that woman. Yeah, no, and that was that. Well yeah, yeah. And Armand did instigate it. I mean, yeah. So went, that's when Louis yeah. wants nothing to do with Armand after that. Oh, hell he comes no. back to New Orleans and that's when he finds Lestat all in gnarly house, and yeah, everything in that house yeah. and and he, you know, he's because every now and then they go under and they and then they they rise again because we know Lestat's going to rise again. Lestat anyway. was looking ratchet. Yeah, I'm he sorry. was, he was very was, ratchet. It's all Popeye's chicken and <laughs> He looked like Popeye's chicken that had been left out for. A... <laughs> I remember that. But it was really good in this. I and we got to see the last of the Coliseum Theater, which was right, right. the last of the old neighborhood That's theaters. Right. That's right. That bur it burnt down right after Hurricane Katrina. It did. So we we have that on, 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 on we have that on film forever. Mm. We'll always be able to see it whenever yeah. we want to. So um, so he comes back to New Orleans and uh, he then he sees Lestat. So then he, we wind up back in San Francisco. And the interview, and he winds up telling uh, he he has all the tapes and he tells Daniel to go. Did he bite him? No, no, he was tempted to though. So Daniel is all nervous and upset, and he's driving across the Golden Gate Bridge, and who pops up onto his backseat? <laughs> Lestat bites Tom the Cruise. fuck of him and takes out and takes over the car, and, and we hear sympathy for the devil. Yeah. 
But but if you remember, and he's planning on turning um, Daniel. Daniel, yes. Yeah, well, he does turn Daniel in the books. Daniel yeah. gets turned in the books. No, 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 but like in the movie, like he he says he says the same thing he had said to Louis at the beginning. He says, "No, I'm giving you a choice." Let's talk yeah, about let's. Talk. We're going to do the cast or the cinematography and stuff. Let's do yeah, let's do production first. So I'll, okay, I'll, I'll help you go through. You go through. That. Um, which there was a person. Well, how'd you feel about the vampire makeup? Let's talk about makeup for a moment. I thought it was really, I thought it was really good, and, and, and they had that marble kind of look. Yeah, they did with the veins and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I really wish they would have had the, the CGI technology to give them the blood tears. You know what? They can though? do that now. Going back and looking at it though, for 1994, oh my god! Yeah. And if you look in the credits, it specifically says vampire makeup. So this was whoever was doing this was very specialized. I like because it's a little subtle. You know, it wasn't like they were like this. You know. This was and the teeth weren't big old right. like yeah, fangs exactly. like Barnabas had or like Christopher Lee had. They looked. It was. They really were just sharp well teeth, kind of like the teeth they used. For American Horror Story with the um, right. those fish people or whatever they were, the ones that took the pills. Oh, yeah. But, no, it was really, I think it was well done. I don't know how. I like it. I Did y'all like feel, it so y'all felt pretty I good? I thought it was pretty good about the makeup. And I think for its timing, 1994, right. it was excellent work. Yeah. Um, next would be costuming. Costuming was flawless. As a matter of fact, I believe it won an Oscar for that. Yeah, I mean, it, or was, it was nominated. Yeah, it was, it was only nominated for two Oscars for art direction and score. Yeah, okay, and that would be the next thing I was going to talk about is the art direction. It's painted such a beautiful picture of New Orleans. Yeah, the art, oh, like the way the so scene, sets were done, yeah. the scenes. Even some the scene, of it was real. Even some of it the, was real location. Yeah, so even the real. scene with the movie theater, it was just it was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. You know, all that neon and everything that you normally would think was talent, it was tacky. Looked very, very artistic and beautiful. Yeah, and I really see they really did use the architecture in New Orleans. They really use that tune. So, so it really makes it like like almost like. And it's funny. No wonder it increased the tourism of New Orleans. Since, yeah. since yeah. I've been the tour guide and know a lot of the buildings in the quarter now, I automatically recognize Madame John's legacy, right. which is under um, renovation under right renovation. now. They did a. Um, what they, it's going to be a museum again? Yeah, it's going to be a museum again. They did a play about Yellow Fever and then the fucker closed down. And then that happened for a long time. I, it was like the place you went in, and it was like a it like was a museum. You just go it, to was, it was a muse. Like. It was like a gift shop or something. Yeah, well, yeah. they did. Yeah, they had play. They had like pots and stuff. And all this stuff. Yeah. What was cool about it is I would take my historic groups in there and show them this is what, what it looked like. Well, that's just a, this style. was the only. It's one of the only French buildings left. That the blacksmith shop, and the Ursuline Convent. And then the Perot home. Uh, Which one? The Perot home, Saint Pierre Hotel, the Perot. Oh, okay. Now, I had a little issue. I kind of like and dislike something at the same time. Let's talk about the score, the music. Mm -hmm. I I had a little problem watching it. At times, it was jarring and not in a positive way jarring like you would see in a horror What was going on? It was jarring in a way of where it was like dysphonia. Yeah. I didn't... It's a problem I have. I don't know if it's since they've remastered it because it's been a while since I listened to it, or you know now there's some streaming. You know, sound gets changed, or if it's just because it was from the early '90s. Because there was a problem. There yeah. was a problem with a lot of sound in the early '90s movies because they yeah. were trying a lot of new things. Well, maybe they wanted it to be jarring in you know, a certain particular scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a good jarring that like gets you, and then there's a bad jarring which is 
just just funny. You know. And that's yeah. what I that's what, that's what I'm <laughs> gonna chalk it up to. Right. But that was a little bothersome. Overall, pulling on how did y'all feel about the cinematography, especially like when there would be like a pan out? I loved it when they were leaving on the ship and you see the old New Orleans. That was a good yeah. One. Those were mm-hmm. there were some gorgeous mm-hmm. shots. And the scene like when he's um, you know, in the in the 1700s, and you see the ships on the river and everything yeah. like that. It looked, it was like you felt like you were actually there. Yeah, you were in yeah. that era. Mm-hmm. And and I just love. Also, just some of the, like, just mentioned back, kind of guess it would be part of the art, the lighting in certain moments. Especially in reference to, it really did highlight everything from the architecture to the makeup to whatever was going on. A lot of the lighting at times, especially when there was a scene where there's that one scene where he's going to turn, um, the one that he's going to turn into right. Claudia's so-called pseudo-mother, yeah. pseudo-mother, whatever. And there's just this line with her neck and then his face and this. Oh, what about the? It's almost, and I think that would actually was altered to make the poster. I think. One and what about the scene right. with um, with Thandie Newton when she's serving the food and he's looking at her neck and you see the veins kind of pop out. Yeah, that was that was neat, and the way they got the lighting mm-hmm. just right. And yeah, that's what I said. They did. There was really, they did a really good job. On some really that. good thought in that, um, which then lends us how. Did, so how did you feel about the director? Neil Jordan. Yeah, I thought he did. A re- I thought he captured the essence of the book. I thought he captured the city really well. The the kind of sort of uh, you know New Orleans has sort of a rundown yet beautiful look. It's almost care like forgot. huh? <laughs> the city right, that cared for New Orleans is like a, an old Dowinger who was very beautiful in her youth, and she still has some beauty, but she's decaying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we live in your ruins. You know, and that's uh, and that, and he captured that. Yeah, you know, and this is this is almost thirty years ago, and it yeah. still holds up really pretty well. It's amazing. This All so right. Is there anything oh. else on production I missed? I think we went through everything. Mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So we're gonna go through the cast now, and we first for first one week we're gonna do the, the white elephant in the room, Tom Cruise as Lestat. There's moments I like, but mm, and I know a lot of people like him, but I can't say well, that overall I give him a stellar. It wasn't stellar. We all know there's that a lot of faults there. He was pretty miscast, and I think he did excellent for being cast in a role that he wasn't really right. True, for. and there are some good lines he does. A daughter, little girl, on is classic. That that is probably See, one I, of my favorites. But there were times when I saw Joel from Risky Business. In there. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, there was some mannerisms that broke. There's a couple of times you're right. Some there's of, times I, I some saw, of his mannerisms as a vampire were a little bit. Would I say jerky? They weren't as fluid, so it lost a little bit of the romanticism. Where, yeah, so there were times when I saw the crazy Scientologist that jumped on the couch right. on Oprah. There were times that's when I saw exactly that. what I was getting at. And getting you went ahead and put exactly what I was trying to say in probably the simplest way. Yeah. I saw that sometimes. Yeah. I saw Joel from you Risky agree with Business. me. But I do think I, I, I got to give him kudos for, re, for effort. I mean, he, he pulled it off to a point where he didn't have to, you know, it didn't. Oh, he pulled it off. Yeah, he pulled it off, and you can't. You got to give the boy that. He's he. 
I just don't think he was right in that role. Mm. Well, no, he was like I said, he was miscast, right. but he did everything he could to, to you know, he did a lot with a role that he wasn't quite right for. And he was good in it. I mean, you know, you realize that when the last thing we had seen him in was The Firm, mm -hmm. where he's the young lawyer, you know? So and, said, well, who else could have played the role? Let's like, like, it's like we would love to do this. Who else? Well, I said Sting. I would think, yeah, I was afraid was Sting. Sting was good. Sting might good. have been good. Mm -hmm. Sting got talent. I would just want, I'm trying to think of who. I don't know if he's just casting because he has to all pull the power. You know? Well, I didn't care for Stuart Townsend in the, in the Queen of the Dam as a stat at all. No. I thought he was that too, was, uh, we didn't go talk about he that. was too pretty boy. That was soft. All mm. right. Speaking of pretty boys, Brad Pitt. I think he did a great job. I do too. All, I think, I think. I all think, the romance you want in the vampire. I think he brought it. I think he brought that that brought uh, it, that guilt, yeah. that 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 empathy, that everything that the character has. You that is vibe. truly that is truly still can go down as one of Brad Pitt's best roles. I think yeah, and the one right 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 after that was Seven. Right. Oh it's God, which was so oh, intense. And so he 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 had like we have to review that, that was two strikes. He he did it. He struck twice. With that one, yeah, he's an actor, he's and an actor. and a good one too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, Stephen Ray of San Diego, I just think he made it too obnoxious, so obnoxious to the point where it did. I used though. to hate it, it when he did didn't it. show up on the screen. It, it kind of made your skin kind of crawl at moments. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was creepy. He did do he did he did do the creep factor well. Yeah. Now, Antonio Banderas, I'm sorry, totally uh -huh. wrong, totally wrong. I didn't like his his performance at all. Only thing I can get with him is a couple of times some decent facial expressions, but then it didn't. It was a miscast, probably. total miscast. Even more so than Tom Cruise. Yeah, because yeah. Tom Cruise at yeah. least pulled it off. Yeah, you know, and then, like you said, we can't think of really anybody else who would have been better. Now Christian what? Slater did what he could. You yeah. know, he he was. He, well, the thing is, uh, Antonio Banderas should have Denali not been cast. There were plenty of good French actors, but mm -hmm. at the time, we know why he was cast. Because he was foreign. There were other foreign people that could have been used. So it's just they wanted... Well, he had a name at the time, too, yeah. Right. Yeah, he had That was name. before he was with Melanie Griffith, right? I don't know. I didn't get his big English. That was around his time when he was doing Zorro, right? Yeah. No, Zorro was later. Like right after Which was He was great at Zorro. Zorro wasn't that long after. Zorro right? was about four years later. Oh, it was four years later? It was like 98. It was mid-90s. It's like 98. Okay, yeah, it was still in the 90s, so okay. Okay, um, and Christian Slater, pretty much, like, well... He, I mean, he did best. He did fine. Actually, I like Christian Slater in that, and Christian, like, honestly, Christian Slater, I always thought, kind of looked like a vampire or or some kind of something. <laughs> yeah, Christian oh, yeah. Slater is like the ultimate character that I always put as, as just probably innately being somewhat gothic, Okay. <laughs> And this is the last of the leads, and I know, I know Philip's gonna flip, Kirsten Dunst. Yes, ma'am. The little yeah. bitch brought it. I thought Claudia. that she was nominated for an Oscar, but she wasn't. She was nominated for Golden Globe. Oh, okay. But they had a child won that year. That's when Anna Paquin won for the piano, mm. and I always thought Kristen Dunst should. She have was been good in that. She was. And guess really what? Good. What she? I, I mean, Kristen Dunst is really good. Yeah. Kristen Dunst. May finally get her Academy Award this year if they decide to nominate her. 
What was what, she doing? She made fi- the power of the dog. It's on Netflix with Benedict Cumberbatch and a cu- oh yeah. If y'all haven't, if y'all haven't seen it, go watch it. I don't want to tell you what's going on now, but the role she plays in there. Oh, like I'm telling you, whether it was Claudia in there or her character in um, Power of the Dog, bringing it. You know the character Claudia in the book is five years old. Huh? And Kristen was twelve when she made the movie. But oh, she, she looked off. about. She looked about eight. She, nine. she looked nine. about eight or nine. nine. Yeah, nine. Eight or nine. nine. She didn't look twelve. No. no. So they got an actress that looked younger than she was, but played and played it. And but when she played the adult part, she can do it. She huh? She can do it well. No, I think she did it perfectly. Uh, she did it really well. I think she brought the, uh, the whole uh, thing. Dunst, I think I she did it. Another actress. No, I'm talking about Kristen Dunst. I actually even saw this thing where, like, if you watch it, you can actually see. I don't know, but maybe she can, like, back it up for us. But it really kind of seemed like Brad Pitt really was being protective of her. Like, like out, like, you could kind of feel like. Not just the characters. Well, maybe he was. I think they were on. Maybe stay. Oh, I, um, now I think I have. Ten, yeah. Yeah. I think I've told my Brad Pitt story on the show already, haven't I? I don't know. I didn't hear it. I brought. I brought I, when I was driving United Cabin. This was right after Seven came out. Mm-hmm. I um, I, I got a call to pick up at the the Sonya. You know the Sonya. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, we used to have to ring a little button and they were coming out. And this one man comes out. He goes, oh, they're coming out. And I hear these heels clicking. So this misogynist part in me says, oh, no wonder like, it's a woman because I'm thinking it's heels. But actually, it was cowboy boots and it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> and so he gets in the car with this guy and you know, this older man in the back seat. And he says, oh, we have to pick my girlfriend up at the Richelieu. So we go to Richelieu, this really pretty blonde-haired lady gets in the car, young blonde-haired girl. Well, I didn't know at the time it was Gwyneth Paltrow. But it was. And so we're driving, and I'm like, hmm, should I ask him, is that Brad Pitt? Is that Brad Pitt? Should I ask him? So I said, uh, sir, I have a question for you. He said, me? I said, boy, it's him. He knows I'm one. I said, yes. I said, he says, uh, what did you want to ask me? I said, are you who I think you are? He said, who do you think I am? I said, did I just recently see a movie about vampires that you were in? He goes, yeah, I was in that thing. <laughs> I said, oh, Brad Pitt. He said, yeah. And he says, and your name is? I said, Barry Marino. He says, pleased to meet you, Barry. And we talking. And at that time, I was in theater and I was doing Tony and Tina's wedding on the West Bank. Uh-huh. And I told him, I said, well, I'm a local actor here. I said, I'm doing Tony and Tina's wedding right now. He goes, wow. He goes, you doing Tony and Tina's wedding? I'd love to do Tony and Tina's wedding. He says, but the trouble is, is, you know, I'm already famous, so I can't just blend in with the crowd. (laughs) So so I'm like, oh, my God, Brad Pitt's admiring me. So we started talking. I said, I just saw another movie with you. It was some movie where he's he's a teenager in the movie. And Ricky Schroeder is the bad brother, and he's the good brother, and Ellen Barkin's their mother. And I said, it's a real, yeah, it says, you and Ricky Schroeder, and you, you the nice, nice brother. And at that time, he had played about a lot of villains, like in California and everything, before wow. Interview with the Vampire. I said, you were playing, um, I, said, I said, you were playing the villainous brother. He goes, yeah. And no, you were the good brother. He goes, yeah, for once I was a good guy. <laughs> I said, no. I said, in Interview with the Vampire, you were a good guy. It was Tom Cruise who was the asshole vampire. And he laughed. He goes, you know, a little bit of that spilt in real life, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, whoa, that was shade, wasn't it? And you know, all the things that people always want to say about Brad Pitt, I will never say anything bad because you know what? He, probably his best love affair ever was with New Orleans itself. Yeah. He has done Even more than Angelina. More than any of the women he's been with, he has had a love affair with New Orleans, the city, and he has been so kind in New Orleans. He has done so much for this city. And I think it might have really started... And I think it might have been Interview with a Vampire that did it. Absolutely. Well, Interview with a Vampire was one of the things that put New Orleans, and then Anne Rice being here and everything, really had put New Orleans on the map. People started coming here. It really did a lot with the uh, with the tourism. Unfortunately, that's around the same time we still having the things like the Antoinette Frank murder, mm. and um, and the, the, the other that other cop that that put a hit on that lady. People have always been murdering people here since. And so it's like, uh, but but after Katrina, he did a lot. He did a lot. Yeah, well, he moved here after Katrina, and they built those houses. And yeah, and well, now, he lived here before, didn't he? And after, and after, yeah. yeah. I think he lived. But here he before. lived him and Angelina Jolie lived here. After yeah, after. yeah. Because they, they lived on, on yeah. they lived on the on um, what is it? No, because they were here right before Governor the, Nichols. They were here before, yeah, yeah, they were here before the yeah. storm, though. Yeah. yeah, they lived on Governor Nichols. And then Nichols. I think they moved. So did they uh, you know, you know Peter Weller. Didn't they but then buy something out in the garden? Yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. Did, and they lived there for a while. And they actually lived in Battery for a little while because yeah. they were kids' school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Anne Rice moved out to Kenner after, um, you know, when she was by herself. So anyway, uh, so yeah, so so it was, you know, it's just like. I don't know. I guess that's not... Oh! Uh, you see, we got one in this episode, too. For whom the bell tolls not you. Tell uh, for you. So anyway, um, Interview with the Vampire is available... Okay, I'll wait for you before I get this into it. Interview with the Vampire is now available on... Is it Peacock? Is that what we watched? No, no, no. HBO Max. HBO oh. Max. Okay, it's available on HBO Max and HBO if you just have an HBO app. And I think it's a... And also, you can... You can Rent it as well off of like Voodoo or Amazon. Yeah, or and you, I don't think it's and that expensive. Still, yeah, and you still can, yeah, and you still can buy the DVD from Amazon. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can do that. DVDs are a great audio commentary for Neil George. I think I gave you an unopened copy. I think you did. I think you did. I forgot I had it. I would have listened to the commentary too. So anyway, or you um, could leave it unopened. I think anybody has was... anything more to add to this before we close out mm-hmm. this wonderful movie review? It's a good. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it then. I enjoy it now. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's classic. It's time. So, you can follow us on Twitter at a Shothers. Follow us on in, uh, at Instagram at Open Shothers Podcast. Our Facebook page is the official page for Open Shothers, a creepy podcast. Our um, our email is openshothers at yahoo.com and movieshothers at aol.com. So, Philip, Michael, until then, until next time. And our next episode after this one will be the Dark Shadows Phenomenon. And that's going to close out 2021. That's going to close out season five. And then we'll be back about a week, maybe two later, to start season six. Have you decided what season six is going to start with? It's it's gonna. Well, I have to figure out what the title's gonna be, but it's gonna be. We're gonna really freak y'all out about whether or not y'all should be hooking up on these apps. Oh, are we, are we getting? We're looking at all kind of internet and in, in hookup apps. Are we definitely we doing that case about the cats, right? Oh yeah, oh. don't fuck with cats, bitches. Oh, oh, oh. So until then, 
I enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. Unless you're vampireless dad. No, <laughs> you know who needs to fall out the window is Stephen Ray of San Diego. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Bye.